This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hello and welcome to Saver, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have an episode for you about kumquats. Which is another topic that I knew, I think, literally nothing about. <laughs> I had no idea what it was. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, gosh, they're a favorite of mine. I love a kumquat. Uh, well, I love I love a, a citrus or a citrusy thing, I suppose. Uh, more on that later in general. Um, but no, kumquats are... Oh gosh, every every winter I get really excited about all of the weird citrus that you can find. Um, all of the blood oranges and like caracaras and and yeah, and kumquats. And um they're just I love the I love the kind of sour, sweet and sour bite. Um mm, and I love mm-hmm. I love a citrus zest. Um these are one of my yeah. very favorite things to dress up a, a very uh, mediocre <laughs> bottle of uh, of sparkling wine. Um, you just like have them, and it's like instant sangria. Um, yeah, uh, I've never cooked with them because I always every time I get a package, I just eat them all whole or <laughs> or right or just like put them in sparkling water or mm-hmm. or wine or something. So, uh, so yeah, I've never cooked with them, but doing all of this reading made me really want to do that. Yeah, and and you and I were talking about this off mic, but I was really intrigued by this idea that you could just eat the skin, like you can. Oh uh, yeah, eat it as is, which I can often be quite lazy, and if there's peeling involved, then I'm out. Oh, really? Um, Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not proud, Lauren, but I am. I'm aware. I'm self aware. No, I went through I went through an anti-peeling phase. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. I'm just that good at it. 
I struggle with it for some reason. Um, and then I get annoyed and I'm like, is this even worth this? <laughs> uh, so I think I'd really like this that I can just eat as is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I love I love a citrus peel so much that um, I mean, like I'm not going around like like taking like bites out of oranges as though they're apples or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um Actually, don't eat apples like that either. Anyway, I really dislike taking a taking a bite out of a whole fruit for some reason. It really bothers me. But huh. uh, like if I have a slice of citrus in um, in a drink or something, especially like a lemon peel or something nice like that, that maybe like doesn't have all the pith on it, I'll definitely eat that. I will definitely yeah. eat a piece of peel. <laughs> I really like citrus. I don't know why. It's bitter. It's bitter. That's That's what yeah. it is. I have my, yes, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it. I know I've told you about it, but I have this post-it note on my phone where I just kept, like, every time someone says this is a favorite of mine, I just make a list in there. uh And I have profiles of everybody, (laughs) food profiles. (laughs) And yours is a lot of citrus stuff. (laughs) Oh, wacky. I mean, mm-hmm. it makes sense. That is probably a thing that I d- I was also spoiled from growing up in South Florida. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Where there are some kumquats to be had, from what I understand. There are indeed. Yes. And we will talk about that. But there was a particular reason you wanted to discuss this topic now, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Because uh, the Lunar New Year is approaching. Um, Tuesday, February 1st is the first day of that celebration. And um, yeah, it's uh, we, we have talked briefly about kumquats in our prior episode about Lunar New Year foods and traditions. And uh, yeah, so I was like, I was like, what's a good thing that we could talk about? And I was like, yes, kumquats. <laughs> are you are you going to do anything for Lunar New Year? Or are you going to get some kumquats? Oh, goodness. I'm certainly going to look for them. Um, Mm. I don't have any specific plans, uh, although I know a number of restaurants in the area are doing uh, like takeaway specials and stuff like that. And so I'm 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 I'm, right now I'm like weighing my field of options. Um, Mm -hmm. We're very lucky in Atlanta to have um, a super diverse uh, group of of food options. Um, Overwhelming, you might say. And yeah. Um, and a great number of dumplings to be had. And so. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I'm getting a, a takeaway from some somewhere near me. And my friend, her birthday is that day. Oh, so yeah. She, we're going to hang out. We usually do dim sum. But of course, the, the pandemic is. Yeah, sure. But a, but a little bit of a kink in that plan. So we're going to get some takeaway and hopefully be able to capture some of it but definitely the food will be good i'm confident in that and i'm gonna try to find some kumquats because she also likes the citrus so okay all right well um well see what you can do report Mm -hmm. back um oh i will and if i find him first i i I said this off mic yesterday i think but uh but but yeah i like if i find them first i will bring you some (laughs) (laughs) i would be thrilled (laughs) It's going to be like 9.30 p.m. and you're going to get a text like, come outside and get these kumquats right now. And I will, no questions asked. So that's (laughs) why I'm the person in a horror movie that probably wouldn't make it. 
<laughs> the kumquats, yes. Perfect. Down this dark alley, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I look forward to kumquats, whatever way they, they come to me. But I also have something for you, so we could do an exchange. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. Yes. All right. We, we will work it out. Um, we we have priorly, previously, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, done an episode about oranges that you can yes. see for a little bit more about all of this. Yes, and our Lunar New Year right. uh, episode, as stated. But, okay, I guess this brings us to our question. Mm-hmm. Kumquats. What are they? Well, uh, the kumquat is a small citrus, I'm going to say citrus fruit, um, that you can eat whole, uh, like a like a table grape in a single bite. Um, they're about the size and shape of a table grape. The skin and pith are very thin, and the seeds are very small and soft. They tend towards a sweet tart, like a like a puckery candy, like a Sour Patch Kid, sort of, um, with a sweet tang and a little bitterness from the skin, too. Um, and, yeah, you get, a, like, a little bit of snap from the skin and then this juicy burst from the fruit. Um, they're like someone made a tangerine into a tiny snack. Ooh. Yeah, I got to try this. Yes. I got to try this. <laughs> yeah. Um frequently the varieties that are sold in the United States have an almost sweet skin and then a tartar fruit Ooh. on the inside. So it's a really it's kind of the opposite of what you're expecting from citrus. It's super interesting. Mm. There are several varieties um of small fruits that are called kumquats that are sometimes classified into different species and have been at some points classified into their own genus or genuses. Uh, Citrus is a genus unto itself. Um, The most common alternative genus is Fortunella. Yeah. Which, interestingly to me, was not so named because of the kumquat's symbolic ties to good luck, but rather for a botanist whose surname was Fortune. Yeah. (laughs) But... But all of that classification stuff is is really complicated botany that um, that I am not I'm not graded for. I started looking into mm. it and I was like, oh, I would have to Google too many words. This is <laughs> this is not for me. Um, yeah. A little bit more on that later. But at any rate, uh, basically, kumquat plants are small evergreen trees that will grow some six to twelve feet in height. That's about two to four meters. They are more cold hardy than most citrus and are generally grown from grafts instead of seeds. The the trees have these often glossy, pretty, oval-shaped green leaves and put off white flowers that, if pollinated, will develop into, yes, these small, often oblong fruit, about an inch or two long, about half as wide as that. That's like two and a half to five centimeters, yeah. Um, The skin and pulp are usually bright orange but can have a bit of a red blush to them, too. In parts of East and Southeast Asia, the trees are grown um, partially as ornamentals, uh, planted near doorways or indoors in pots or trays, sometimes artfully tended a la bonsai, yeah, and uh, thought of as symbols of luck or prosperity, Um, partially perhaps because the plants bear many fruits. I think the fruit color and size play into it for their similarity to golden coins, especially if you take like a horizontal cross section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the name is a pretty direct transliteration of, of one of the Cantonese names, um, which is a combination of the words golden and orange. And like other citrus, they tend to be winter fruiting, which may be why they are particularly associated with 
a lunar new year in those northern hemisphere areas that celebrate that holiday. Um, when eaten for the new year, I think that they're mostly made into candies because you want uh, thematically something sweet, not sour. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, in parts of Europe, they're apparently a popular Christmas fruit? Question mark? Let me know. Yeah. Yes. Let us know. I did see a bunch of... This was a rabbit hole I didn't go down, but I, I did see of kind of candied peels and... Um, candied citrus and how kumquats got all tied up into that game as well. Yeah, yeah, because you could, right, because you can candy them whole, which is mm-hmm. which is wild and fun. Um, and yeah, anyway, okay. Um, right, yeah, they can be used as you would use other citrus, but you know, like whole. Um, mm-hmm. uh, for sweet dishes, you can, right, candy the whole fruit or chop it and cook it into marmalade or jams or bake it into cakes or pastries or just simmer them down into, into a flavorful syrup. For savory dishes, you can chop them into salads or salsas or pilafs. You can use them in marinades, cook them down into sauces or glazes, use them whole on kebabs or in roasts. And and the in roasts thing, that is that is what I'm really interested. I'm like, what if you roast a chicken and like in amongst, I don't know, your like potatoes and carrots and whatever, you have some kumquats. Ooh. Yeah. Right? I'm interested. I'm interested in trying this. All right. Um, also, you can uh, use a syrup or just uh, pieces of the fruit to flavor drinks. They make a pretty garnish. Um, if you also have never tried them, in, in American grocery stores, they tend to be sold in little, like, clear plastic clamshells, like uh, like raspberries or blackberries. Yeah. So so look, mm-hmm. for, them, look for them around the clamshell area. <laughs> Maybe. Or maybe the, like, exotic fruit area. (laughs) Oh, I will. Oh, I will. (laughs) Well, what about the nutrition? Kumquats are pretty good for you. Uh, Lots of fiber, great spread of micronutrients, your vitamins and minerals, a punch of sugar, wee bit of protein, almost no fat. Um, So they will help fill you up. But to keep you going, pair with the protein and a little bit of fat, maybe. Like Like a handful each of, like, kumquats and nuts would make a pretty good snack. And it sounds lovely. Right? It's like a lovely snack. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we do have some numbers for you. A couple. Um, okay, so so kumquats are grown in places that have hot summers and cool winters. Um, in addition to parts of East and Southeast Asia, places like California, Florida, uh, Spain, Israel, South Africa, Argentina, Brazil, they are considered one of the minor or like specialty citrus crops. And so tonnage isn't really widely recorded. Uh, But together with other minor citrus crops, like say pomelos, they're thought to make up about 10% of the global production of citrus, or did as of about the turn of the century, which is 20 years ago now because we're old. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) <laughs> I guess, Lauren. <laughs> I feel young at heart. <laughs> Annie is like, I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> um, there is a kumquat festival every January in Dade City, Florida. Um, if you happen to be, if we get this out on uh, Friday the 28th, and you happen to listen to it that day, and you happen to be in that area and feel uncomfortable, um, that's tomorrow. Uh, January 29th of 2022 from 9 to 5. Um, 
There's hypothetically over 200 vendors of foods and drinks and crafts, plus a quilt challenge. Um, the theme for this year is life is sensational. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, uh-huh. And a car and truck show, which is very Dade County. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and yeah, uh, the, the festival is in its 25th year, I believe, if I am mathing correctly. It is in its 25th year. Another festival to put on our list. Yes. Uh, I mean, listeners, again, if you've ever been to these festivals that we mentioned, we've got to hear about it. Oh, More yeah. pictures from it. I love that there's a quilt challenge. That has to be a new one at these festivals we listed. Um, I am i don't think I've <laughs> read about one before, but now I'm like, there has to have been other quilt competitions mm-hmm. At some of these other things. And like also like Dade County, Florida is not the place that I would expect quilting to be really that mm-hmm. big. But, huh, you know, just, huh. Yeah. Yeah. I've kind of like kumquats quilting competition. Okay. I'm into it. it at I'm the just very kind of perplexed least. by it. And <laughs> <laughs> at the very least is good alliteration. So we'll take it. That's true. <laughs> we do love good alliteration here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, we have a a pretty fascinating history on this one for you. We do, and we're going to get into that as soon as we get back from a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Hey girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story with the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. 
His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. back thank you sponsor yes thank you so records on kumquats are unfortunately pretty scarce (laughs) yep yeah uh what we do know is that they probably originated in china possibly as far back as four thousand years ago though they first appeared in chinese literature much later in 1178 ce uh that's the first appearance that we know of anyway it's possible that they were written about earlier and we just haven't found that yet um But this was a detailed treatise on kumquats, which tickled me. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) There's an even longer history in China of using citrus as a tribute, and kumquats got folded into that practice. But again, that seemed to have happened much later. Uh, They have been cultivated in Japan for hundreds of years, though they weren't mentioned in the written record of that country until 1712 CE. Records suggest a new variety was imported into Japan from China sometime in the 1890s. In 1646, a European writer wrote about hearing of these fruits um, being described to him by a Portuguese missionary who spent 22 years in China. Another of the first known examples of kumquats in European literature popped up in 1741. Swedish naturalist Carl Peter Tunberg gave uh, round kumquats the name Citrus japonica in 1784 and went on to publish more about them in the following years. This is a part of that confusion that you were alluding to, Lauren, around mm-hmm. the botanical name, which uh, we are going to talk about more. Um, around this time, several writers gave similar and some conflicting names for kumquats. Uh, and yeah, just like we've talked about a lot, uh, people were using like names for other fruits to describe this fruit. And it was just kind of all mixed up. All yep. mixed up. Um, but yes, however, horticulturist Robert Fortune... Um, often is credited with introducing kumquats to Europe in 1846. And this is where, yes, that Fortunella species gets its name. Um, He had been in China doing some collecting of plants for the Royal Horticultural Society of London, though the fruit wasn't well known in Europe um, for several more years after this introduction happened. Mm -hmm. From there, the fruits made their way to North America by the 1880s. Um, The trees were sometimes used for ornamental purposes as well. Mm -hmm. I think that Florida was the first to receive kumquats here in North America, and that was around 1885. But further varieties were introduced in both Florida and California in the early 19-teens. 
Kumquats were included in the citrus genus um, until 1915, when Dr. Walter T. Swingle put them in the Fortunella genus, um, an umbrella of six Asiatic species. And yes, this is confusing um, for a lot of reasons. Yeah, basically, he was arguing that kumquats are more botanically primitive than other citrus fruits, and they're therefore, and also have like small but important differences in morphology, and so therefore should be uh, their own genus. But they're sometimes placed back in citrus now. It kind of depends on who you ask. And again, I'm not a botanist. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't have a a kumquat in this fight so you don't <laughs> <laughs> what should i what are we even doing saying. here <laughs> i thought we agreed to bring our kumquats and get this botanical fight now it's just me out here oh, oh. i'm sorry it's okay it's okay yeah all right yeah. well it's, next I'm, time yeah yeah well <laughs> there'll be other kumquat fights i'm sure <laughs> perfect <laughs> yes uh, in 1895, St. Joseph, Florida claimed the title of Kumquat Capital, mm-hmm. which I love. Dr. L. Chabot published a fairly detailed account of kumquats in 1912 in Europe. And in 1914, he published another account of them in Algeria. So this was another topic where they were sort of very specific details about Japan, for instance, or mm-hmm. Algeria or Florida specifically. And it was kind of all over the place. Yeah, and the and these different specific varieties and mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it's as as so often happens um, when a food or, or or plant or anything is culturally important to not Europe. Um, yeah. it's really difficult for us to find historical sources about all of that because, like, most of what has been written in English doesn't. Only only started happening when these European botanists discovered right. um, whatever it is that the plant is, and so yeah. it can be a... <laughs> it can be real interesting trying to track down uh, history mm-hmm. for 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 these episodes. It can, it can, and it, as always, uh, we love hearing from you, listeners, and uh, sometimes you'll send us resources, and we really, really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it it is a fun hunt for information, but it can be a frustrating one when you know, like, there has to be more out there. But because we're in the United States and we are English-based and all these reasons, we can't find it. Yeah. We can't find it. Or possibly didn't get recorded, which is also a tragedy. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. We want to know all there is about kumquats. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully... You and I, Lauren, will have some in our future. Yes. Yes. Um, And happy Lunar New Year to all who celebrate. Absolutely. Yes. But I guess that's what we have to say about kumquats for now. It is. We do have some listener mail for you. But first, we've got one more quick break for a word from our sponsors. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. 
In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it. And I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. back thank you sponsor yes thank you and we're back with should have done like a sweet tart oh well well next time (laughs) yes next time there's plenty more citrus in the the saver sea yes uh matthew wrote Hello again, and apologies in advance. I'm going to actually you. Don't at me. (laughs) I just finished the Tupperware episode, and I'm pretty sure the story Lauren mentioned at the end isn't actually, sorry, a Goosebumps book. I'm pretty sure it's this Foreverware, the first episode of an oddball little one-season show from 1991 called Eerie Indiana. (gasps) (laughs) I had been planning to send an email about the show anyway, since this is the only episode I still remember, and any mention of Tupperware (laughs) parties is bound to conjure it up. (laughs) Lauren is now the only other actual human I've met who's seen it. 
always nice to make weird connections with people. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're so correct. <laughs> I love it. I was, like, reading the summary about it on IMDb. There's pictures. I think there's a link on YouTube. I was so happy to receive this information. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. I I am also completely delighted that my weird brain, uh, like, I can't remember my own phone number sometimes, but, like, apparently I remember... <laughs> this episode of this like possibly Nickelodeon show oh you're gonna have to actually <laughs> me again I Andy, Annie you read about it more recently I anyway um <laughs> this like tween show right mm-hmm. uh well cool no that's that is delightful thank you yes thank you yes. for actuallying me yes this was a good actually <laughs> <laughs> Eliana wrote I was listening to the Cloves episode this morning on my way to work and the whole time could only think of the one use I've ever seen for whole cloves, the Jewish ritual ceremony Havdalah. Uh, Havdalah is the separation between the holiness of the Sabbath and the uh, regularness of the rest of the week. While probably most recognizable for its special candle, it's also marked by the smell of something pleasant to alleviate the sadness we feel when the Sabbath ends. Cloves are a very common spice to use. I looked up why, and it might just be because they are fragrant and keep their fragrance for a long time. Additionally, um, many have a custom of studying citron fruit with cloves after the fruit is used for the holiday of Sukkot. Um, and I think I'm saying I'm saying that the way that I have heard it, but anyway, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, apologies if I'm mispronouncing. Um, I imagine this is also because they pair nicely together and last a long time, as well as to continue using an item from one commandment for another. Since Sukkot is in the fall, I thought it was interesting to hear about other clove-fruit combinations for other holidays. Yeah, I like that. Um, I like the idea of kind of a, a candle with this very fragrant smell to... Sort of calm you down, I guess, or like separate yeah, out these two. Yeah, to close, to close you yeah. out, but in a nice way. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. I have been doing that. I know we've discussed candles in the past, but I recently have come into a lot of nerd candles. Um, <laughs> okay. And I've been, I think on Sundays, I will light light one at night. And it's Aww. nice. <laughs> I don't know. It's just nice. <laughs> candles are, flame is pretty, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Scent is good. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just don't light anything on fire. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. I didn't mean to sound like a pyro when I said that. No. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> yes. Well, on that note, uh, thanks to both of these listeners for writing. If you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We are also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at saverpod, and we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. 
Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 